Today I'm joined by Paula McMahon, a civil engineer at Sir Robert McAlpine. Hi Alex, thank you. Um, so I'm going to start with the first question. So Paula, could you tell us about the diversity in your role? Hi, so yeah, I'm a civil engineer and unfortunately we don't have that much diversity in my sector, around about 15% of uh, female engineers and considerably less of other types of um, sort of metrics in terms of diversity. Uh, it's even less so in construction, the, the sector within civil engineering that I work in, and there's actually less than 1% of female engineers that is classified as on the tools. So we're not really that much of a diverse um, sector, uh, but we're all working very hard to, to improve that. Um, so how has the number of females within the profession changed throughout your career? Well, it's definitely uh, improved by that. I mean, it's actually increased. Uh, we're, we're increasing year on year by very small percentages. Um, I mean, when I first started, which was a long time ago, 30 years ago, um, I was almost always the, the only female on site that had some any sort of technical role. Um, there may have been uh, administrative assistants or um, people that did wages and things like that, but there was, there was never anybody else on site that uh, ha basically wore a hard hat. Um, and, and we've seen a lot more uh, female engineers, uh, people from different backgrounds, different ethnic um, backgrounds come into the into the sector, which is great, but we definitely have room for improvement. So what kind of adversities can women face within the industry? I think the main thing is, is because uh, there's not that many of us, um, there isn't appreciation of the differences and there is definitely differences between sort of men and women. Um, there's things like toilets, uh, we obviously need to have uh, different toilets, we can't use um, a, a set of toilets where there's urinals in there for example um, and believe you and me when I first started having a female toilet didn't exist, I used to have to drive to shopping centres, um, libraries and, and use all sorts of other facilities. Um, there's also things like PPE, uh, so what we wear, I mean it's much improved from uh, what, again when I first started, but when I first started I mean I had to wear men's um, PPE and there's no doubt about it again, there's physical differences between men and women um, and so you know th there's, there's definitely things like that that I think there just hasn't been an appreciation um, that, that there is differences that need just reasonable adjustments in order to make. So going back to the PPE topic, um, you wrote an article, uh, an article about this which had been published online um, through the ICE. So what inspired you to kind of write about that experience? Yeah, so it was a blog for the new civil engineer, the NCE, and uh, they actually asked me to uh, to write that. Um, I think I was approached because um, my social media presence and also my links with the Institution of Civil Engineers, because I, I do quite a lot of voluntary work for them. Um, but why did I write about the sort of topic in the way that I did? Well, first of all, I sort of outlined um, this stark difference between having lots of different types of clothes and sizes of clothes even within my own wardrobe at home to having a single set of men's clothes that don't properly fit me in my locker at work and then I sort of pondered as to why that was and um, I'm not in any way shape or form blaming my employer because I've never actually asked 
for anything else, I never actually spent any time to look to see if there was any clothes that, that were going to fit me. Um, I mean, the PPE that I've got is is quite old. And I don't know if I'd have asked or looked or investigated if there would have been options for me, sort of, the, the time that I got it. Um, but I definitely know now, because I've done some research, that there are definite, there are um, companies that do specialised um, clothing for women. Uh, but what's really interesting as well is, is, as a result of writing the article or comments on there, there was actually quite a lot of men that um, also commented that may have been outside of the the norm in terms of body size or shape and uh, there is actually uh, some men have issues as well getting PPE um, so there's definitely a market out there for flexibility to actually allow the whole of the diverse workforce to be not only comfortable in what they're wearing at work but actually there's a safety element associated with it as well um, because if what you're wearing doesn't fit properly then it could be trip hazards or it could get in the way in some form and um and so i think we all need to do a bit better that's the individuals thinking about it themselves and not just accepting um second best but also employers to actually help um that journey to point people in the right direction as well that's really interesting i've learned a lot from that um so how important is it to see the industry encourage gender balance and celebrate women within the profession through initiatives such as inwed uh Absolutely, it's vital. Um, we totally and utterly need a workforce that reflects the society that we live in. Um, and obviously that is sort of roughly 50-50 uh, gender balance. Um, but obviously it's not just 50-50, it's roughly 48, um, 48. And then there's, uh, you know, people that, that sit in between the, the male and female gender. Um, but also, you know, ethnicity, um, abilities, disabilities, seen and unseen. And there's a really good reason why we need it. Um, if you actually look at statistics on uh, successful companies, then they actually tend to have a, a diverse and mixed set of people that are making the decisions. The decision makers have got a broad range of views. So it's much better for decisions at the high level, at the strategic level, because um, that filters down into all of the companies, but also um, on the, you know, on the tools, whether that be uh, working at a computer to, to establish a design um, or working on site, um, building things. If you've got a, a wide variety of people, then they can point out things that aren't obvious to others. So, you know, is that um, disabled ramp adequate? Um, are the female toilet cubicles big enough to actually not only house the toilet, but the sanitary bin that goes in there. Um, and again, it's a similar thing to the PPE, that it's um, nobody's fault really. It's just that if you don't have them issues, you don't realise they exist, so therefore they'll never be addressed. I mean, as a female, almost everywhere I go, the, the number of toilets is woefully inadequate, for example. You know, almost every building would benefit from double the amount of female toilets, especially in pubs. Um, you know, because generally speaking, men have uh, designed them in the past. And, you know, if we had a, a wide variety of, of people making those decisions, we'll have much better decisions for the whole of society, which at the end of the day, that's what engineers do. We're there to serve society.
So my final question is, how can colleagues within engineering be an ally to women working within construction and engineering? So um, allies are sort of people that um, generally are not don't fit within that specific uh, group. So in terms of sort of gender allies, what we're talking about is is getting men to um, help and promote. And I think the first thing they can do is, is one, understand that that little bit of, of help is needed. Um, you know, female engineers are more than capable of doing exactly the same as male engineers, but to actually understand that there are these differences that need these reasonable measures. So the first thing to do, I think, is, is a lot of education and, and to appreciate what the differences are. And then when we get to that, then addressing them is easy. But understanding um, that problem is the only way to actually solve it. So um, I think that's how we sort of how allies are, are best or work best. And how do we get them by doing things like this and asking for allies? You know, for me, um, having women's groups on their own, talking about just women's groups between women isn't going to get us allies. Um, you know, men need to appreciate that they can help and um, and then I think everything will be, you know, much more improved uh, for men and women and it will actually accelerate that um, issue of having only a low percentage of underrepresented groups. You know, I think it would accelerate that to get us to where we need to be. Thank you for joining us today. You're welcome.